Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. It has been a while, and I hope you all are doing well in your own homes. As always, it always brings me great joy to worship with all of you and to preach God's word to you this morning. I hope that we can see each other face to face right now, but for now, we want you to be as safe as possible in your own homes. So for now, this will do. Today, we will be going back to our series in the book of Genesis. And right now, we will be looking at chapter 22. Chapter 22. We'll be reading from verse 1 to 19. I know that this passage of scripture is very familiar to many of us. And I believe it carries a very timely message for all of us in this time of crisis. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open them with me to Genesis chapter 22 as I read to you verses 1 to 19. Genesis chapter 22 verse 1 to 19. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham... And he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering in one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young man, Stay, stay here with the donkey, and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hands the fire and the knife, so they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb. For a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. Verse 9. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your only son, 
I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heavens and as the sand that is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gates of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young man, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. May God bless the reading of his word. Shall we pray? Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to listen to your wonderful word and to be able to worship you in our own homes. Lord, I pray that you will use this passage, your word, to speak to us this morning on, Lord, how to have faith in you. Lord, as we face so many fears, so many uncertainties, Lord, use this to mold us to become men and women of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This story is one of the most beloved stories in Genesis, or even the whole Bible. It is the, it's because of this test of faith God put Abraham through that he became properly known as the father of faith. In this exciting but gripping story, we immediately sympathize with Abraham from the very beginning when God issued the test commanding Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac as a burnt offering. We are immediately caught in the tension and dilemma that Abraham is in. Will he fail this test because of his great love for his precious son? Or will he act in obedience to God in faith? And then as we are reading this, we are suddenly pulled inside a story. What if it was me? What will I do? Then as we reached the end, we left off a loud, whew, buti na lang. And without even writing the question, the story makes us ask ourselves, would I be able to obey if I was in Abraham's place? Do I have such strong faith in God just as Abraham did? Then it makes us hope and pray that we can be men and women of faith just as Abraham was. But ironically, at the same time, we're asking God, please, Lord, don't put me in the same situation. You know, as Christians, we all hope to become men and women of faith, just as Abraham was, especially in the situation that we are in today. As we face the threat of COVID-19 virus that is looming just outside our houses or any other challenges that we might be facing, we all wish that instead of being fearful and anxious, we can have strong faith in God. That it would be easy for us to trust in God just as Abraham did. As we face the many difficulties and uncertainties of life. Well, let me tell you the good news. We can be. We can be men and women of faith just like Abraham was. Because you know what? Abraham has not always been the man of faith we thought him to be. You know, before this test in chapter 22, Abraham failed to trust God many times. For example, when he lied about Sarah 
um, being his sister and not his wife, or when Abraham and Sarah took matters onto their own hands when it comes to having a son. You see what I mean? Abraham failed many times in his faith. Well, let me tell you the good news. How did Abraham become the man of faith that he was in chapter 22? It was God. God molded Abraham to be the father of faith we all know him to be. It is God who transformed people to become men and women of faith. And so my title for today is The Making of the Man of Faith. And I'm telling you that each one of us, God can make us men and women of faith. And how does God make a man of faith like Abraham? Three things. God tests, we obey, he provides. That is how God makes us to become men and women of faith. God tests, we obey, he provides. First, God tests his people. You know, men and women of faith are tested through uncertainties. Through the many uncertainties and challenges in life, God develops the faith of his people. And here in chapter 22, Abraham faces his ultimate test of faith. Look at your Bibles once again. In verse 1 to 2, he said, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering, as one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. You know, prior to this ultimate test, Abraham's faith was tested by God many times. Beginning from his calling in Genesis chapter 12, God commanded Abraham to leave his hometown, his family, to go to the land of Canaan where Abraham has not been before, where God promised to bless him. And by the way, during this time, Abraham was already 75 years old. 75 years old. Imagine that. And you know, his journey was never easy. He faced famine in the land where God called him to go. His life were under threat many times. That is why Abraham tried to hide the truth twice, that Sarah was his wife, because he was fearing for his life. He faced enemies to rescue his nephew Lot. And probably his biggest test of faith was their barrenness, especially when God promised them an offspring as many as the stars in the sky. And it is important to note that in many of these testings God allowed him to go through, Abraham failed the test of faith. You see, brothers and sisters, God tests his people through uncertainties. This is not only true of Abraham. God tested Jacob. God tested Joseph. God tested Moses. God tested the Israelite people in the wilderness. God tested Joshua, David, Elijah, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther, Nehemiah. God even tested his only son, Jesus. 
These are men and women of faith tested by God through the many uncertainties and difficulties in life. You know, many people have this misconception that once you become a Christian, a believer of Jesus, life will be easy and comfortable. That everything you need will be given to you automatically. But let me tell you, nothing could be more wrong than this. Because this is not the will of God for His people. God's goal is not to give us comfortable, comfortable lives. No. God wants us God wants to transform us to become men and women of faith. And God does this by putting our faith to the test, by letting us journey through the uncertainties and difficulties of life. You know, a frightened child, frightened child once asked his father a question. He asked, can a man still be brave if he is afraid, Dad? Can a man still be brave if he's afraid? And his father answered him, Son, that is the only time a man can be brave. It is the same with our faith. When we are tested through the uncertainties and difficulties in life, that is the only time our faith in God can be exercised. When everything is easy, we don't think about our faith. But when we are tested like Abraham was, that is the time when our faith is stretched and flexed. As we use our faith in times of uncertainties, that is when God allows our faith in Him to grow. That is why James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So brothers and sisters, in these times of uncertainties, as we face the threat of COVID-19, as we face the threat of death, of chaos, of lack of basic necessities, let, us, let our attitude not be one of defeat. Let it be not one of bitterness. Instead, let us allow God to stretch our faith as He puts it to the test. Because what makes a man of wo and, or woman of faith? They are tested through uncertainties. God tests, we obey, He provides. Now, being tested through hardships and uncertainties does not automatically make us men and women of faith. Having the proper attitude and perspective towards the testing of our faith is only the first step. But it's, that is not the end goal. As God put our faith to the test, God demands an appropriate response. And the appropriate response when God tests us is obedience obedience as god transforms us to become men and women of faith he tests us and our role is to obey god tests we obey that is what god desires from us that is what god desires from abraham and that is what abraham did 
in his ultimate test of faith, he obeyed. Look at verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. In verse 9 to 10, he says, When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Without question or hesitation, Abraham obeyed immediately. Now you might think, well, pastor, that is Abraham. He is the father of faith. Of course, it would be easy for him to obey. Well, then, you are forgetting that in chapter 15, when God promised to bless him, Abraham asked, Lord, what can you give me? I don't even have a son. When God promised to give him the land, he asked, Lord, how will I possess it? In chapter 17, when God confirms that he is blessing him with a son, what did Abraham do? He laughed and asked, how can an old barren couple have a child? Or you might think Abraham was the kind of man that was easy to reason, to reason with. But in chapter 18, he negotiated tirelessly with God. And from his dealings with Pharaoh, with Abimelech, and even with God, you will know Abraham was a man who took things into his, into his own hands. But here, in this ultimate test of sacrificing his only son, Abraham simply obeys. Why? Why? Why is our obedience so important in times of testing? What is the role of obedience in the building of our faith? Simply this, our faith is strengthened by obedience. Our faith is strengthened by obedience. How so, you might ask? Because when we obey God, we are giving ourselves the opportunity to witness the power and faithfulness of God at work. When we obey God, we are giving ourselves the opportunity to witness the power and faithfulness of God at work. Let me share to you my testimony. Back in 2009, I was already working for two years as a civil engineer and in one of the condominium developers here in the Philippines. That was also the year God told me through my quiet time that it is time to resign and be trained as a pastor. When I told this to my grandmother, I was faced with the harsh reality. She asked me, where will I get the money to study? Where will I get the money to pay for my college uh, for my sister's college education. I will be wasting the hard-earned money that my late mother spent for me to become an engineer. But with much prayer, I decided to obey and submitted my resignation, indicating there that I will be studying to become a pastor. A few days later, 
I was called in. I was called in by the CEO of our company. He was surprised that I was going to be a pastor. He asked, "How much more do I lack financially if I was going to study in Singapore, where God is calling me to study?" And I told him the six-digit yearly deficit that I still lack. Then, without hesitation, he told me, "Don't worry about it." He told me that he will deposit the amount yearly in my bank account. When I heard this, I was shocked. I was speechless. When I went out of my office, I was teary-eyed. I cannot believe what happened. God already provided. You know, truly, when we obey. We witness the power of God at work, and our faith is strengthened. But you know that is not the end of the story. When I was already in Singapore, when I began studying in Singapore Bible College, each of the students were assigned in a church as、uh, as our field education or on the job training. When I met、uh, the pastor of the church. Which I was assigned to. After discussing what was my ministry assignment, he asked me, "Do I need allowance?" And I answered him, "Pastor, I have enough of what I need." But he told me, "Okay, I will give you an allowance anyway." And the amount of monthly allowance I got is only a few hundred pesos short of my salary. As an engineer, again I was shocked, speechless, amazed. Now I have enough to pay for my sister's tuition fees. Even though I was not an engineer anymore, I was still being paid as an engineer. After that, I never questioned God in terms of money. My faith in God was strengthened just because I obeyed. No, Pastor Edmund Chan, in one of his discipleship conference, asked, "How can we get from the ha、huh、to the wow in understanding God's word?" You know, when we start reading a scriptures, we start with a confused ha.、Huh? We don't understand. Then we read God's word, and we Edmund Chan says we go from ha、huh、to hmm hmm. We understand it a bit. Then, as we study and meditate on God's word, we go from hmm to aha. We understand it more. But how do we get from aha to wow? Pastor Edmund Chan says we get to the wow when we start obeying God's word. When we obey His word, we will say, "Wow." Wow, the power and faithfulness of God. Then our faith is strengthened, strengthened by obedience. So, brothers and sisters, in times of testing, in these times of uncertainties, you might ask, "How does God want me to respond?" Well, the answer is simple: as God tests, we obey. And how does God wants us to obey in times of temptation? Run away from sin. How does God wants us to obey in times of exams? Study hard. Don't cheat. 
How does God want us to obey in times of COVID-19? Maybe it could be as simple as staying at home. Don't panic. Trust God. Do not hoard. Spend time discipling your kids and your family to strengthen their faith. Obedience could be as simple as praying for our government workers and health workers. Obeying in times of COVID-19 could be as simple or challenging as preaching the gospel to people who you know are afraid in these times. Obeying could be as simple as inviting your family to worship with God through, with us through live stream. You know, it's hard to invite them to come here on a regular day. But during this time, it's easy to tell them, come, watch with me and listen to God's word. How does God ma make men and women of faith? God tests, we obey. And we will see that God will do the rest. God provides. God tests, we obey. That is the process of how God builds men and women of faith. But these are only the process of making men and women of faith. None of these matters when your faith is grounded on the wrong things or person. No matter how hard the tests you survive, no matter the level of obedience you showed, if your faith is founded on the wrong things, if your faith is founded on weak material, you can never become a man of faith. I heard in the radio a few years ago in 98.7, he says, the Christian faith is a faith completely dependent on, on the object of that faith. Let me repeat that. The Christian faith is a faith completely dependent on the object of that faith. Meaning, our faith can only be as strong as the God we believe in. Or we can be men and women of faith if the God that we, that we put our faith in is the true and faithful God. No matter how light or complicated the test is, no matter how easy or hard the obedience that is expected from us, from us the man of faith can only act in faith if he knows that his God is the almighty and faithful God. And Abraham knew who his God is. That is why he can go through this very difficult test and respond in obedience. He knows that his God is the one true and faithful God. Look at your Bibles. In verse 4 to 5, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Even though God commanded Abraham to sacrifice his only son, he told both his servants that he and his son will come back to them. You know, Abraham was determined to obey, 
to sacrifice his son. But at the same time, he assured his servants that both them, both of them are coming back. Why? The book of Hebrews tells us what is going on in Abraham's mind. In Hebrews 11 verse 19, it is said, He considered, Abraham considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead. From which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Then in, uh, in Genesis 22 verse 6 to 8, look at your Bibles, it says, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hands the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them together. And Isaac asked his father Abraham, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb. For a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. Abraham was not only sure both of them are coming back, but he knew that the Lord will provide. Why? How did he know? Because he was a man of faith? No. Because he passed every test God put him through? No. Because he obeyed all the Lord told him to do? No. Abraham was sure that both he and Isaac will be coming back and he knows that God will provide a sacrifice because in all his dealings with God in the past, God has never failed him. God has never failed, not even once. When Abraham passed the test and obeyed, he witnessed God's power at work fulfilling his promises. But when Abraham failed and disobeyed, God showed his mercy and was still faithful to his promises. So when the ultimate test of faith came, Abraham prevails. Why? Not because of how strong his faith is, but because he knows that, God, that the God that puts him to the test is the all-power and faithful God. And it has been proven to him time and time again. And true enough, as his, as his arms was on its way to strike down his only son, God stopped him. God stopped him. And then he commended Abraham's faith and allegiance. And just as Abraham told Isaac, God provided the sacrifice. A ram was stuck in the thicket, ready to be sacrificed as a substitute for Isaac's life. You see, God tests, we obey, He provides. Tested through uncertainties, strengthened by obedience, assured in the faithfulness of His God, that is the making of the man or woman of faith. God tests, we obey, He provides. And brothers and sisters, today, as we are tested through the threat of COVID-19, COVID-19, we lack a cure for the disease. We lack a vaccine to protect us from getting infected. We lack testing kits even um, to even know if we are infected or not. We lack the supplies for our basic needs. 
The question is, will the Lord provide for all of these things? Will our faithful God provide a solution to these problems? Will He bring forth healing to our land? Will He provide a way out? The answer, brothers and sisters, is that He has already provided. He has already provided. Just as He had provided for Abraham, He has provided through Abraham the promise of blessing for all the families of the world. Just as He tested Abraham to sacrifice His only son, God provided by sacrificing His only son to die on the cross in our place and raise Him up from the, dead, from the dead to defeat death once and for all, that to those who are subjected to death through our sins, through COVID-19, will live even though they die when they believe in Jesus. Because God has already provided eternal life through His Son, Jesus. So brothers and sisters in Christ, let me remind you that even though we are in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of uncertainties, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of death, we can be men and women of faith, just as Abraham was. And we can live in obedience because our God is the all-powerful and ever-faithful God. And He has already provided he has given us Jesus Christ. So, let us be men and women of faith through Jesus Christ. God tests, we obey. He has provided. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, I know that many of us are afraid Many of us are anxious because of the virus that we are facing. But Lord, we know that we can be men and women of faith just as Abraham was. Why? Because you are our God. You are our all-powerful, ever-faithful God. And Lord, we know that we do not need to fear. We just need to obey. And Lord, we are assured because you have already provided. Lord, we might not have the medicine to defeat this virus. We don't have a vaccine. But Lord, we know that you have already provided the healing that we need through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for those who are in fear. Lord, I pray that you will help them to find Jesus in this time of crisis. To those among you who are afraid of death, who are afraid of the bad things that might happen, I want you to pray 
and give your trust to our Lord. Put your trust in Jesus because in Jesus, God has already provided. Lord, we will trust in you for in you, we have eternal life. So Lord, we put our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ, your only son, whom you have provided for us to defeat COVID-19, to defeat death once and for all, to have eternal life in him. So Lord, as you test us, strengthen us by obedience. Remind us that you have already provided. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all and have a blessed week ahead.